0: Twitter handle, at Religion of Woke. Please give me five stars on Apple. If someone came out with a new cryptocurrency called Mila Kunis's Breasts, would you be interested in buying it? Coming up today on the Anti-Woke Podcast. So Mila Kunis has been going around promoting her um, NFT-funded cartoon. So we'll get into that. But the first thing I want to say is, Remember that show, that 70s show? That's where she comes from. That was her first, that was her big break. Uh, Her husband, I guess, Ashton Kutcher, that was his big break. And on that show, I think there's like five people. I remember, I watched the first episode. I remember it's like, oh, this is kind of like dazed and confused. And I was like, oh, are they going to smoke weed in this show? And I believe the answer was, at least in that first episode, it was implied, but they did not smoke weed. Like, I was like, this is going to be crazy. They're allowing people to smoke weed on TV. The answer was no. But so there was, I don't remember the, the names of the characters, but there's Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis, like they're the two, the only two that are real famous and successful today. Um, I guess I do remember one guy's name, Hyde. He was the guy who had curly hair, and he was actually successful. He, he's a Scientologist, and he was successful up until, I don't know, three years ago, when uh, whatever, There's a bunch of sex sex charges from women brought against him and he got canceled he had a show with ashton kuchar on some streaming service and i think the show went on without him but he got canceled and then there was like the main characters on the 70s show there was whatever it was a guy a white guy and with brown hair and a white girl with i think red hair so they were kind of the stars of the show but i just remember I didn't watch the show barely at all. I watched the first episode, and you know, maybe watched one or two other episodes in syndication over the t- two decades afterwards. But it was just like Mila Kunis. First off, like Mila Kunis. So you know, they're all you know. There's these three guys and two girls, and one of the girls is Mila Kunis. And uh, I think you know they had you know this is back when it, it might have had a laugh track. It had it was on it was on set. It wasn't filmed on location. And so it was like they had a basement with a couch and chairs and they would just hang out and, you know, supposedly tell funny jokes. And anyways, my point is, so there's these three guys, some other girl, and then Mila Kunis. And the, the three guys would have been going absolutely insane. Like, here's the hottest chick on the entire planet. I think, you know, I think the year, the first year of that 70s show, Mila Kunis probably was the most attractive woman on the entire planet. And anyways, the 70s show, they just ignored it. Or at least, to my knowledge, they just ignored it. And then, I didn't realize this at the time. When I was younger, I couldn't tell if a man was attractive. But as I've gotten older, I can do it. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with it. But um, Ashton Kutcher probably was the most attractive man on the entire planet at that time. And I think... You know, basically the show ignored that too, like, the most attractive man and the most attractive woman on the planet are in this basement doing jokes, and, you know, the other, whatever, all the guys are mooning over the ugly redhead. I don't know, it makes me think, there's a lot of shows where, you know, actresses are hot, actresses are smoking hot, and so it'd be some movie or TV show where some super duper smoking hot actress is, you know, going through a hard time, she's not rich, she's having problems... And you know you're, you're watching the movie, and it it kind of takes you out of the movie. You're watching the movie, and it's like, you ain't got no money. Well, just go get a modeling contract. You're about two phone calls away from being the biggest supermodel on the planet. If you want to do that, why are you sitting around having a hard time? But back to Mila Kunis, and so she's promoting this cartoon. It looks terrible. I mean, the the art is the art is absolutely terrible. It makes makes South Park look like a Whatever. Work of art. And it's called Stoner Cats, I believe. And it does have some famous voices. I think Chris Rock is, the, I guess, a voice of one of the stoned cats. But the interesting thing about it is that it's being funded by NFTs. Non-fungible tokens. And these things, they're, they're related to, like, cryptocurrency. You know, like Bitcoin and whatnot. And so let's run over... Let's run over what Bitcoin and NFTs are. I talked about it before, but it's always good to have a refresher, just for me. You know, if I talk about something, it makes me remember it. Like I don't even have a, I don't even have a clear picture of these things in my mind right now, but I'm about to clear it up by talking. So we'll just use Bitcoin as an example, but it goes for all the cryptocurrencies. They're like, uh, they're using cryptography. That's a, you know, that's a way for passing secret messages between computers, and they use cryptography to create uh whatever Bitcoins to create coins. I don't know what they're called crypto coins. And so you know like there's a number one Bitcoin. There's the first Bitcoin ever created. there's the second Bitcoin ever created and they're still out there uh, you know number one coin number two coin. and you know here here the the genius of cryptocurrency or the or whatever if you want to call it genius. Is that they have a way of stopping, even though there's nothing you can hold in your hand, right? There's no way, there's nothing you can hold in your hand to show that you have coin number one. But they have something called the blockchain. And so the blockchain basically is um, all the computers that do any sort of stuff related to Bitcoin. So it's just computers around the world all have a record of who owns coin number one. So if someone comes along and says, you don't have coin number one, I have coin number one. And then, you know, people have to go, you know, who has it? And, you know, and like, you know, there would be a way of like robbing. It'd be a way of like stealing if you could like say you had coin number one instead of the other person. But they stop that by having this thing called blockchain, which is basically just computers distributed around the world keep track of who owns what. And they use cryptography, like you'd have to break the cryptography or something to change things. Actually, I don't know. Forget about that. But anyways, computers around the world make sure who owns what. Now, one issue with, like, Bitcoin, you probably heard about this, is it uses a lot of electricity to make a new one, you know. Like, you know, maybe there's a thousand Bitcoins out there. Well, someone's like, you know, I want to own number 1001. It hasn't been created yet. I want to create it. And so you just, you get, get some computers and you do some math, and that's how you create a new Bitcoin, you know, Bitcoin 1001. And for whatever reason, as every Bitcoin that gets created it requires more electricity. you know, like running a computer for a day or you know more likely a month or a year uh, requires electricity. And so, like at this point, it takes a whole you know a whole warehouse full of computers running twenty four seven for a month or something to create the new bitcoin. You know bitcoins are maybe like sixty grand now, and like it costs like depending on the price of electricity, it could cost you sixty thousand dollars worth of electricity to make that next bitcoin. And so that's where non-fungible tokens come in. Instead of having like computers around the world running 24-7 to create the, you know, to create the thousand, you know, because they had they had to do that also for the first thousand bitcoins. And then they have to do that for the next bitcoin. It's like, well, why do we have to do that? Why don't we just say there's a thousand bitcoins? And so that's non-fungible tokens. They use the blockchain. So you can't say, oh, I own, you know, let's just say, let's, uh, Anti woke podcast coin. Let's, let's let's pretend we're making an anti woke podcast coin as NFT. We'll call it the AWP, the Op coin. Well, you know, I maybe I'm a big environmentalist, so I don't want the Op coin to have to have computers running 24 seven doing math. So I'm just like, you know what I'm gonna do? I just want there to be a thousand Op coins. There'll never be another one, or maybe, or maybe I get to decide if there are another one. And I want the blockchain to make it so everyone who has one knows that they own it. And someone else can't come along and say, "Oh, I've got I own OpCoin, op OpCoin number 37." It's like, "No, you don't." The blockchain of the computers around the world say whoever legitimately has it gets to keep it. So that's non-fungible tokens. It's like a it's like a coin, but it can, you know, it can be anything. If people are doing it for like art. Like they'll take a picture of I don't know, like maybe take a still picture out of a TV show and sell that as a non-fungible token. So, you know, I guess it has a, it's a little bit more than just being, you know, token number 10. It's like, token number 10 is a picture. But you can't duplicate it. You know that you're the only owner of that thing. I think, like, Time Magazine just released the cover of their latest magazine issue as a non-fungible token. So, you know, I don't know if they did. A hundred of them or a thousand of them. It's like, only a thousand people can own this thing saying that they have... I mean it doesn't give you anything. It doesn't mean you own the cover of Time Magazine. It doesn't mean, you know, you can tell Time magazine to stop using that cover. It just means that, like, here's a picture that goes along with your basically your crypto coin. I mean what it shows is that because they, you know, they sold these things for money. So let's say, let's say Time magazine cover sold a thousand of these little tokens. Um if you have one of those tokens, it means you were there when they sold those tokens and you bought one. So for you know, that's that's all that it means. Forever after you were there and you paid money for something, something that doesn't really exist, but you know, but people want it. If someone else wants it, they're gonna have to pay you for it. That's the point. I mean you know they're worth exactly as much as people are willing to pay. All right, so back to the stoner cats. I don't know how many tokens they produced. But they wanted 0.6 Ethereum. That's an, It's like Bitcoin. Anyways, basically they wanted $2,500 for each of these uh, Stoner Cats NFT tokens. Non-fungible tokens tokens. And they sold out. So, you know, if they had a 1,000 of them, then whatever. They just got $2.5 million. And I guess to try and sweeten the pot a little bit, um, people who own tokens can vote on what the stoner cats are gonna do. You know, are they gonna go to outer space or are they gonna go to the center of the earth or whatever. So normally NFTs have absolutely zero real world value, whatever, but I guess if you care on voting on this, what looks like a terrible TV show about what the stoner cats are gonna do, then in that case, you can currently, I don't know how much they are, but anyways, they're thousands. For thousands of dollars, you can have a slight vote in what the TV show does. And so I don't know exactly what's going on, but this just brings up collecting in general, like the um, sports cards, like basketball, whatever, basketball, football, maybe baseball. Card prices are through the roof. Um, it's like ever since the pandemic started, like you know, maybe you're at home, you got nothing to do, so you just go on the internet and start buying collectibles, and then you know, supply and demand, more people do that, it makes the price go up. But for instance, the Michael Jordan rookie card, like the good, the good Michael Jordan rookie card, it went from $25,000 to $700,000 in like the last couple of years. And I think the same thing's going on with cryptocurrency. Basically, cryptocurrency is, it's like collecting, you're collecting a current, you know, you're collecting yourself a Bitcoin and then someone else is like, I want to have some Bitcoins and you know, it's the same thing as a baseball card, like it doesn't have any intrinsic value I mean, hell, same like a real dollar. A real dollar doesn't have any intrinsic value other than if I go to the store, they agree to uh, give me some stuff for it. But so I think NFTs... NFTs are maybe the... I mean, I don't know. What's what's the next thing you do after NFTs? The NFTs are like, cryptocurrency is too hard. I just want to get money for nothing and collect it. And so that's NFTs. And it's all through the roof. And I don't know, like, maybe when COVID ends or... I mean, someday all this collectible stuff is not gonna keep going up. But then, of course, whatever, if I knew when, I'd be a millionaire. I mean I think I could have come up with twenty five grand for a Michael Jordan card two years ago if i'd even if I'd thought of it, and now I'd be now I'd almost be a millionaire. But obviously, I can't predict the future either, so I didn't do it. Actually, that brings up another thing. So I think like the the basketball cards, the Tom Brady rookie card is also like a million dollars. But um, I think BlackRock, anyways, inv- uh, what are they called? Hedge funds, whatever. Companies that invest money, you know, maybe invest money for your retirement. They're starting, get it, starting to get into this collectible stuff. So, you know, if you're putting in $500 to your 401k every month, and then that company is sitting on a bunch of money looking around where to invest it. I mean, if they start putting it into Michael Jordan cards, you can imagine how that's going to drive the price through the roof. Okay, that's enough uh, economics for one day. No, it's not. It made me think, like, what w- what do I want from Mila Kunis if I was going to buy an NFT? And the answer is, I want topless pictures of her. And anyways, she's already figured out I can sell this piece of crap cartoon and get a bunch of money so I don't have to sell naked pictures. But I can imagine, you know, just pick, pick famous actresses who have never... Uh, been topless, they could sell NFTs on that, and I bet they would make a frickin' bundle. So there's my prediction. There's the next thing. Topless pictures of famous people. Non-fungible token.